many of the talking points that await the panel coming up in just moments, topics worthy of discussion. You know, we've got, uh, since we heard from Jerry Diaz at Unifor as well, the deal that's uh, being cobbled together in in principle anyway with the Mexicans in the U.S. and uh, whether Canada in all of that. And I see where our friend John Carmichael is going to join Kevin Gadet and Alyssa Freeman as well. Uh, he's, of course, with the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. There was a ruling that's just come out uh, where Tesla uh, apparently uh, were given the short, uh, the quick whistle by the government here in Ontario and uh, when cancelling these incentive programs without notice to them anyway, uh, they won this court case that says they should still be allowed to get the subsidies because there were a lot of uh, these deals that were still in the pipeline or in the works. And uh, we'll ask John about that because he's the uh, CEO of the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, as I say, and uh, a former member of parliament under Stephen Harper. Andrew Scheer was also uh, that at one point. He's now the leader of the Conservative Party, of course, the official opposition. And just to talk about this whole arrangement with the Mexicans in the USA and whether Canada in that discussion, let's get Mr. Scheer in here on the Oakley Show. Andrew, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm all right. How about you? I'm doing just great, thank you. Just came back from a great energetic uh, convention in Halifax. Well, right, yeah. Uh, there was a lot to, uh, I guess, uh, speak to in that event, and I, I wanted to get to that in a second, but I wanted to ask you about this deal that the Mexicans and the Americans cobbled together, because we've got our own government frantically uh, trying to, I guess, ameliorate that situation. How would you handicap the prospects for a fair deal for Canada going forward? I mean, Donald Trump's given a timeline of Friday. How do you assess things? Yeah, well, it's very difficult to because uh, we, we find ourselves as a country on the outside looking in. Uh, I don't even know if the government of Canada, I don't know if Justin Trudeau knows exactly what's contained in this deal with Mexico and, and what is going to be presented to us. And that is a terrible indictment on his handling of this whole file. Uh, to, to go from having the most privileged position in the world in terms of access to the U.S. market uh, to having to wait to get presented with a deal that two other countries, Mexico and the U.S., uh, have come together on uh, is not uh, an optimal situation. I don't think you'll find anyone in Canada that thinks that, uh, uh, that this is a good situation for us to find ourselves in. Uh, conservatives have, have, have been hopeful. We've been helpful. I, I've led uh, a trade delegation myself. Our, our, our members of parliament have done the same, trying to promote uh, Canadian interests, uh, and and I guess we're in a situation now where we'll find out what uh, what's going to be presented to this government. But it's 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 not a good thing that that, that it's uh, come to this point. Again, with Andrew Scheer, leader of the official opposition, on this matter of the deal, uh, Donald Trump has sort of staked out uh, at least one of his markers that the supply management uh, system that we've got here in Canada, particularly as it pertains to dairy, as you well know, uh, is something that he'd like to see. Uh, put up for discussion or taken off the table by us. Now, you're on record as supporting supply management. Uh, there had been a report, even in the Globe and Mail from the convention, you just cited that somehow the dairy lobby uh, had some contingency arrangements or were counting on you to be supportive of them, no matter what delegates may have uh, proposed. In a nutshell, why do you continue to su- support the supply management arrangement? Well, I, you know, I, I should point out that uh, every country has some type of 
program for their producers, uh, non-supply managed industries in Canada, grains, oil seeds, cattle have uh, have a variety of government programs to to, to help with uh, with shocks to the, the international markets to catastrophes like early frost or things like uh, uh, BSE hitting the, the cattle industry. And the U.S. themselves have uh, a huge myriad of supports, uh, even for their dairy sector. And Donald Trump doesn't talk a lot about that uh, when he uh, when he goes after Canada's system. He doesn't mention the floor pricing and, and quota system that exists uh, in many U.S. states. Uh, I, I just point out that the Conservative Party, a Conservative government, have an unblemished track record of achieving uh, both things. We, we, we've signed new trade deals. We've perv- protected the deals that we've had, market access into countries uh, that we've had arrangements with, while at the same time uh, protecting supply management. And we've done that in a variety of ways, most recently uh, with the Canada-European trade agreement, where uh, you know we are able to come to agreements by having a, an effective negotiation strategy. And clearly... Uh, Justin Trudeau's strategy is its focus on politically correct issues, on, on social issues that have nothing to do with market access. We all remember he was adding, uh, you know, when, when he was asked what he was going to focus on for NAFTA, he brought up you know, social issues that, that, that didn't touch on market access. We see, and, and a lot of people did uh, be in a position where that really, and it was understood that this stuff was kind of misguided, or it didn't seem like uh, this was where we were going to get any traction. Let me just cut to the chase again, though. When you talk about the supply management, and you cite that the Americans also do all kinds of things to help their industries or agriculture specifically here uh they do subsidize their farmers but from the tax base and i'm just wondering now if you were in charge would you give up supply management to get a deal but perhaps subsidize our farmers from the tax base so you know it's not like a regressive tax that hits the poor when they've got to pay three times the price of milk uh uh, as opposed to what you would pay in america i mean do you you maybe see that as a better model well, uh, you know, it, it, and, and you're pointing out the, the difference uh, exactly. The uh, the other agricultural industries in Canada and and, and many around the world uh, do benefit from programs funded by the taxpayer. So, for example, in Saskatchewan, I I have a large rural part of my riding, a lot of green and oil seeds, and there are, are programs to to mitigate sudden drops in income. And, and and you're absolutely right; those are funded by the taxpayer. Supply management comes from the consumer, so there aren't tax dollars going uh, into the program. It's a uh, pricing stability mechanisms uh i just i just re- i just refuse to accept the, the 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 dichotomy that that is the only option I, I believe had we had a more effective negotiation strategy had we had a more dynamic engagement had we been focused on on uh solving some of these uh, irritants on on other issues uh we would not be in a position where uh supply management became the focal point for uh for the u.s administration and and i believe i just point back to you know we've Conservative governments have negotiated tough trade deals with tough negotiators with all different kinds of countries in different regions of all political stripes, and we've always been able to do that while uh, maintaining the, the the essence of supply management while still opening up market access and defending market access uh, for other aspects of the economy. All right, but if it comes to uh, having to bargain this away as a bargaining chip, would you be willing to sacrifice it, the supply management system? Well, Look, we, we we are not the we we, we as, as I said we I don't I don't accept that as being the only alternative. It's the Liberal government's uh, responsibility. We are here to hold them to account. They, uh, Christia Freeland and Justin Trudeau, were the ones that set the tone of the negotiation. Now this is the uh, result. If this is the case, and you know it's a hypothetical question, we'll find out more this week. 
if it is the case where, where that is where the state of affairs is between Canada and the U.S., uh, then that is a terrible indictment on Justin Trudeau's handling uh, of this file. Again, Andrew Scheer is with us, leader of the official opposition and, of course, the leader of the Conservative Party. Uh, at the convention that you had cited, this was in the run-up to it, of course, the big imbroglio with uh, Mr. Bernier because he was a big proponent of shelving supply management. That was a real rift, I guess you could see uh, philosophically from where you both were positioned. Now he's going off to form his own party, or so he said. Uh, there was an abacus poll that came out just the other day suggesting he'd sif- siphon off about 11% of uh, PC voter support in Ontario uh, and uh, would result basically in a five-point lead by the Liberals, uh, whereas today it's a, a dead heat. Uh, how do you ameliorate or, you know, uh, forestall that from happening if it comes to that? I mean, uh, do you see any kind of a, a necessity to uh, try to appeal to the voters that might otherwise be disenchanted and go with Bernier? Well, you know, the, the you know, I think it's very, uh, very uh, speculative to try to uh, predict what may or may not happen uh, from from one individual deciding uh, to, uh, to to abandon the fight to replace Justin Trudeau. Uh, that was Maxime's choice. You know, uh, the the political uh, party that he left was the one that he ran on four four or five times. Uh, uh, our principles, our policies are essentially the same as he went out and defended and promoted. Uh, every election. I believe he made his choice uh, a long time ago. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I point out that for the people who, who uh, you know, may have supported him because of things they liked uh, about his platform, uh, the, the party is the party of those things. The Conservative Party is the party of those things. We are the only party uh, that is fighting against the carbon tax. We're the only party that is promoting lawful immigration and calling on the government to stop uh, illegal border crossings. We want our immigration system reformed to prioritize uh, the, the world's truly vulnerable, not people who are crossing in illegally from upstate New York. Our party is the one that is defending Canada's history uh, and our heritage and our culture and our identity. Uh, so we know the, the feedback we've gotten right away is that there are many people who uh, who, who feel betrayed uh, and, and who will not just work to stay with us, but work extra hard to make sure uh, th- that we win. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing. It's been working. As you mentioned, you know, we're in a dead heat. Uh, uh, that's that's not something most pundits thought we'd be uh, in, uh, in a situation in 2015 when we lost. A lot of people were saying uh, hunker down for eight years to 12 years in opposition because it's going to be a long, uh, hard road to get back. Well, we've made a tremendous amount of progress while staying true to our conservative principles. And I'm very optimistic about uh, the next year ahead. You mentioned immigration. I've got to ask about this because uh, it came up in the convention as well, and there's been some dispute even within your own party's ranks about these passport babies, if you will, or anchor babies. Now, uh, is there merit to that? Do you support that idea that perhaps uh, we should bar that from happening if anybody has a child uh, on this uh, in this country that automatically confers citizenship upon that baby, and then of course leads to, uh, I guess, what would be a form of chain migration, if you will? Uh, but you're against that, are you? Well, this was a resolution that came from our members. Uh, there's a long way to go between a, a resolution at a convention and, and an item in a campaign platform. What was identified uh, during our convention uh, was a phenomenon in, in some cases where uh, there are people who, who come to Canada for the express sole purpose of having a child here to obtain a citizenship and, and then go back to their, their home countries. And, and, and there's no real intention of that family immediately you know, joining Canadian society and, and choosing to live here. So that's, that's the issue that was brought up. There are a lot of ways that we can look at 
to address that. And right now, our Shadow Minister for Immigration, Michelle Rempel, has started a consultation process on many aspects of the, of the immigration system. And uh, we're going to be consulting on that. There are lots of uh, ideas that come out at different parties' conventions, Liberal, NDP, Conservative, uh, and, and that's great. It's part of a healthy uh, policy development process. And then it's the Parliamentary Caucus, it's the MPs that, that take those and put them against the framework of uh, of existing legislation, of uh, court rulings on fundamental principles. And, uh, and, and, and so that's the, the work that our parliamentary caucus will be undertaking now. All right. So more or less suggestions to be taken under advisement going forward. Well, you know, even the wording of the resolution itself uh, had the word, you know, encourage in it. And mm. so, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a, a conversation starter aimed at a, a phenomenon that has been brought to light, uh, that even the former uh, 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 deputy um, uh, high-ranking immigration official uh, indicated that this was uh, a phenomenon that was having an impact in, in hospitals in, in areas where the capacity is, is being taken up by, uh, I think it was up to 20% of the, of the babies born in, in that particular hospital in one particular year, uh, was for the express purpose of obtaining a citizenship for those children. Not Where, where was this exactly? Where was that? In British Columbia. In British Columbia, there mm-hmm. was a study done, I believe, in one of the Vancouver uh, area uh, regions, health regions. So, uh, as I said, this is, this is something our delegates came to convention, having heard some concerns in different communities. Uh, we had a, a, a discussion in the workshop, a vote uh, for, uh, and now uh, and now the parliamentary team, our members of the parliament, are looking at it just to see, you know, is is this a problem that's widespread? What is the scale of it? What what other options are are available? You know, does it have to uh, be legislated? Could there be uh, you know tweaks to how visas are granted? Uh, so those those are all being looked at right now. All right. Well, uh, it gives us uh, an occasion to uh, maybe. Th- uh, sort some of these issues out here, as you say, the policy uh, planks that were offered up at the uh, the convention. And uh, further down the road, I look forward to speaking with you again. I appreciate your time, Mr. Shear. Happy to do that. Always great to come on and discuss these issues. Thank you. Andrew Shear, again, is leader of the Conservative Party, the official opposition, of course. And uh, we'll leave that for now.